Welcome to Gardening with Daddy Pete. Let's join our host, Melvin York. Well, good afternoon, everyone. This is Melvin York, and you're listening to Daddy Pete's Gardening. Um, we've talked about a lot of things over the last few months, and if you've gone to our website, you know that uh, we do have all these podcasts archived for you, so uh, please take advantage of that. Also, if you'd like to ask a question or leave a comment, you can do so on the page. One of the things, if you've listened to any of my podcasts, and now more than ever, we're in the start of the summer gardening season. We've got our spring gardening coming on. Did you keep your journal? Uh, the journal is very important. You, everything has come up in your garden and you planted this year. Did you keep planting dates? Uh, did you get varieties of what you planted? And therefore, you can keep a log on how they're progressing and how they're doing. A weather log's always nice to keep, too. We've had some unusual weather this spring. We've been down into the cool cycles. We've had uh, periods of a lot of rain then, just this last week or so, very dry here in the Piedmont. So things have gone backwards and forwards. I've noticed that uh, tomorrow we're only going to be like up in the 50s. By next Thursday, we're going to be 86. So it's just a roller coaster of temperatures. Believe it or not, that does affect the growth and the producing of your vegetables. So it's good to keep a journal on that because it may not have been the variety you picked or the time you planted, maybe weather related. So we want to talk about today is some of the things that you can plant uh, that doesn't require you to can it or freeze it or even dehydrate it. All natural things if you have the right environment to keep it in. Now, the foods we're talking about today, you either need something like a root cellar or a root cellar, a cool basement uh, that does not have any sunlight coming into it. You need to make sure there's an individual room. Uh, these vegetables will need to stay dark. Some of them that you don't even need to put there, we can store on the shelf or in a freezer, but it doesn't require you to boil or blanch or any of that process. You can just put them in when we're done. Uh, if you've got a smaller area to plant in, pick and choose your crops that you're planting. Get the most you can out of your garden space. Let me give you some examples. You don't want to go out there if you've got a four by eight raised bed and that's what you've got. You don't want to uh, fill that up with a zucchini and with a squash plant. They take a lot of room. And yes, you do get some vegetables off of them. But again, most of those, if you're not, I have the right type of freezing, you can can some, but it produces a lot of vegetables uh, that needs to be eaten or something done with within a certain period of time. I would suggest another one, corn. Corn in a raised bed. It takes up a lot of space, a lot of space. And then if you've got an organic bed, uh, corn takes something to hold the stalk up in the winds or the storms we have here too. So that may be something else you want to think about planting uh, in a row garden or directly into the ground. Just a couple of ideas there. Okra is one that you can kind of plant along the side. You can make a trellis on the side of your inside part of your raised bed for cucumbers. Let them grow up. Doesn't take as much. And get the benefit out of those trellis cucumbers. Uh, make sure that you put them facing the, the sun of the evening, the west or the south. And that way they can provide shade for some of the other crops that uh, doesn't like the scalding sun that you get in the summertime. Now. Some of the vegetables that I would uh, 
recommend that you plant if you do have room for them. And again, this all has to do with space. And we're going to think and we're going to act like everybody has a small row garden area or, or, and, or several raised beds. One of the things you can think about, I know we go to the store and we buy pinto beans dry. You can grow those pinto beans. You can actually let them get to the point where the hull dries on the vine, take them off, put them in a screen where they can get air underneath it type of uh, plant, um, like a pan that has air openings in the bottom, lay them out, let them finish drying, shell them, put them in a freezer bag, double lock freezer bag, make sure it's a freezer bag, ziplock those, and you can just basically throw them in the freezer. Here's the thing about it. If you don't use all of those, you automatically save some seed for next year by doing this. That's the way I store my okra. I've got okra that's been in the freezer for several, several years. I'll pull it out and use it. I'll let it dry in the pod, shell it, let it dry again, then I put it in a freezer bag and put it there. Some of the other crops you'd like to, if you have this coal or cool room, which would be your house, that's dark, a basement is preferred, or a root cellar. Apples is a good one. If you have a small apple tree, we talked about putting fruit trees out in the yard. Apples is good as long as you keep them spread out, give airspace between them. They need to stay in a cool, dark area. Each one of these uh, next things we talk about needs the same thing, a cool, dark area. Potatoes. Potatoes is a good one. They'll save most of the winter. Sweet potatoes, another good one. They'll save most of the winter. They, what I call the old-timey pumpkins, they're kind of a off-colored orange, grow kind of odd shape, but they have a real thick meat on them and a thick skin. Those pumpkins will last an easy all winter in the right area. Just keep them up off the ground, uh, give them some air put them in that cool, dark place, and they will last on and on. So that's another one. Winter squash. Winter squash is another one that you can keep like that. Try beets. Uh, beets, a good way to keep beets is go ahead and pull them up when it becomes time before the first frost. Go ahead and pull those, knock the dirt off of them, cut the green top off to not cut the roots. And you need actually like a uh, bed or a box you can either take some damp sand, sawdust, or peat moss, dampen it, cover those beets and that. And if you have a deep enough box that can get air, you can actually go through and maybe make a double layer. So that's a good way to keep beets, and beets is a good uh, nutritional vegetable that you can keep year around. Now, when we're talking about seeds, saving seeds, or beans a while ago, you can also do that with your sweet peas. If you're going to have coming this fall, you have them in the spring. Again, you can let them stay on the vine. Until that pod gets dry, pull it in. Let the pods dry another week with aeration through there where they can get air underneath and all around and shell those. Put those in the freezer. Works great uh, if you want to just have them, uh, what I call just a mess of peas, or if you want to put them in soups. So these are some of the things that, and I'm sure that there's more if we would think of them, that you can do. Again, the fruits, apples, pears, certain varieties, you want those hard apples, uh, pie, what I call the old-timey pie apples that last long. Just to give you an example, a limber twig, that is usually one that lasts a long time. But there's other varieties. You can look those up and on and on. You don't want to put something like a Red Delicious in there. They don't hold as long over the wintertime and in the storage like that. So do your homework on those. Pears is another one. You can wrap those, keep those in a dry area, 
when wintertime comes, you can go out. Now, you haven't had to prepare any freezer preparations as far as scalding, boiling, or canning on that. Uh, you didn't have to do any dehydrating and wait on that. So that's another good thing to think about. Herbs is another we can dry. Onions, shallots, that's another one that you could just pull those, knock the dirt off of them, tie them by their stems, hang them in a cool, dark place, and then you have onions and shallots to use all winter long. So just to give you a, an idea, a lot of herbs can you do the same thing with. Bring them in, dry them, throw them in that freezer bag, pop them in your freezer. Uh, some people just put them straight in a jar after they're dry, seal those up, and uh, use them like that. So there's a lot of different ways that you can preserve your food. Just pick and choose what you put in these beds to get the most food per square inch of your raised bed. Uh, again, you can afford more in a row garden where it's out more if you have more space. That's where you go for your corn, your okras, uh, go for your squash, your zucchini, and those open spaces. You can actually take those squash, zucchini, if you have perennial beds or borders around the outside next to the woods, or if you have perennial beds made, go ahead and insert a squash in that perennial bed or a zucchini. Actually gives it a lot of uh, beauty to that. The blooms, the foliage is great, and you get the part of the vegetable along with it. Make sure that you know they do grow out wide, they do grow a little higher. Put them into your bed where they do fit into your bed and make just make it look like you didn't just plant something to be planting it there. And it works well. So that's an idea too that you can do it. And you can do that also if you have perennial beds or bulb beds. You can do that a lot with some of your herbs. One good one's that. And mine comes back every year so far the last five years, and that's uh, sage. I like sage to use it in my seasonings and stuff. So that works real well. So that may be another one that you want to look at, among others, that will work. Well, um, you know, we just get to do this uh, for about 15 minutes at a time, and it seems like that's the fastest 15 minutes around. Uh, we did talk earlier about um, our webpage, which is daddypeaks.com. Uh, we would appreciate you. Uh, going there, checking out our products, see how we can help you and what you're growing. We have a full list of things, whether it's mulches, mixes, uh, organic type uh, amendments, soil amendments, we have it all. Uh, another thing you can see are archive part podcasts on there. You can also uh, check out um, our um, question and answer part. You can leave us a question or you can leave a comment. Sign up for our monthly gardening tips email send those out once a month so they charge you to do that um also check out our house our farm look at everything that we've done and how long we've been around we've been around since 1907 so we just didn't show up yesterday when it came to our soils and our mixes and all and uh, i think that you will enjoy that now back to the thing again and you hear me preach this all the time do the gardening journal that is the best tool you can have added to your gar array of gardening tools is that gardening journal. Fill it out. You know, take some snapshot. Most everybody's got a smartphone now. Take a picture of the progression or whatever's happening going on. Whether you've had an infestation of insects, whether you've had uh, some blight hit it, um, some plants. Uh, maybe they just don't look well. Maybe they look excellent. What did you do to get there? So make sure that you keep that gardening journal. 
take those picks. Uh, I think you'll find it very, very helpful to do that. Well, I've enjoyed myself when we're going into Memorial Day weekend. We do want to say thank you and uh, for everyone's service that's uh, been in the armed forces and how much we do appreciate that. And uh, we do thank you for your service. So we'll see you next time here on Gardening with Daddy Pete. I'm Melvin York. Thank you for joining today's Gardening with Daddy Pete. You can check out our website at daddypeets.com for additional gardening tips and our podcast at gardeningwithdaddypete.podbean.com. You can also join us on Amazon, Apple, or Spotify. 